Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code Radio RF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll free helpline at 1 888 532 3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Hey there, it's Rachel Mullins, the host of Hashtag No Filter Fridays on Public House Media. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. John 13, 34. Good morning. Welcome to Public House Media. Welcome to Choose to Rise. I am so grateful that you are here today. And as always, I want to say welcome, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're plugging into this, um, whether it's on the podcast or here on Facebook, I appreciate you so very much for being here. And um, it's you. You're the reason why I come back here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and just love to be able to pour into each of you the way that personal development and other mentors have poured into me. And today, Today's topic, you are loved, we're called to love, um, it really comes from an interaction I had with someone this weekend and kind of over the last tragic event that just happened, um, the day I'm recording this happens to be the day after um, legendary basketball player Kobe Bryant was killed um, with five other people in a, or a few other people, um, the number is still kind of out there, but um, in a helicopter crash uh, with his daughter on their way to um, a basketball event. So, um, you know, that's kind of rippling effect is kind of happening across the world as people wake up to that news, as they um, learn about that information. And it's, it can hit you in a lot of different ways. And so the interaction that I had was with someone, I shared a quote from Kobe Bryant on my Instagram stories. And um, very respectfully, one of my followers reached out back out and said, can I ask a question? And I mean, no no offense with this, but because I'm truly wondering, as many people have posted about Kobe's passing today with comments about how sad they are, etc., why would you, as a Christian woman, post quotes from a man who is at worst a rapist, at best a philanderer who doesn't respect women? I feel like this media is talking about him as a saint and it just isn't the case. This isn't judgment on the posts. I'm just wondering, and I can't really ask others because I don't know who they are. So my response to that um, was, I'll read that to you as well, but really just kind of hit me hard of like, it was something it's been ruminating in my heart for a while. And so I knew I had to talk about it. I knew I had to share it here on the podcast and really give the message of we are here to love. We're not here to hate. And, you know, my response back to her was, he by no means is or was a saint. I respect him as an athlete and he's great at his craft. I don't see a need to condemn him as a person. That's not my place of, as a person. Um, I'm just as broken as, as are you. We are all fallen. That's why Christ died for our sins. That's why, um, that's why he came to this earth as all because we're all broken people. Way back to the Garden of Eden when the first sin happened. Says I don't condemn don't his personal behavior, but that doesn't mean I can't respect his great accomplishments and the life that is lost amongst his daughter. And if he, in his final moments, it was a believer, or if he, a whole life, or even in the last moments, asks as for 
for forgiveness, called out to a savior, we'll see him again in heaven. And so I just wanted to, you know, that kind of coupled with a couple things of just, you know, yesterday our, our church sermon was about forgiveness and it was um, about, you know, we're called to love other people, not to, um, be, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a broken person. I definitely make mistakes. And when, if I were to ever pass away, when I pass away, because obviously we're not guaranteed forever here on this earth or extra time at all. But when I pass, I hope people remember my legacy of, of good and not the sins and the brokenness of myself because that I'm definitely broken. <laughs> I definitely have sins in my heart and in my mind and, and the things that I do um, are not perfect and no one is. Um, the only perfect person was when we sacrificed him on a cross. So um, if, if I am of all per people, um, I need to love other people the way Jesus asked us to, as he loved us and he asked us to love other people. So back to that quote, um, that verse, John 13, 34, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And I also kind of think too, like one of the things that she said, as a Christian woman, why would you, I mean, I think as a Christian, it's our job to love other people. It's as a Christian, it's our job to, um, go forth and love everyone. Jesus loved everyone, every single one of us. Each human on this earth is known and loved by God, whether there's brokenness in them or there's disease in them or there's um, bad decisions in them, good, small, big, bad, whatever it might be. He loved everyone and loves everyone and we should follow his, his example. And because he loved us, we are called to love each other. Love one another is the command, right? It's not easy, no, but he does call us to love, which means we are capable of doing so. And even if we've been hurt, even if we've been lied to or mistreated or someone like Kobe Bryant has done something immorally a long time ago, or I mean, we live in a society today where everyone's wrongs are being outed, right? Everyone wants to talk about the bad things all the time. But what if instead we worked on loving each other instead? Loving may look like forgiving someone. It may look like honoring them, even though it may seem difficult, like this situation for some people. Um, loving other people may look like you know doing good things for them. But really, loving other people is just letting go of the pain and loving anyway. People don't naturally love, which is why 1 Corinthians 13, the kind of love. And to love like that, you must be a change of heart. We have to realize that we're sinners before God and that we understand that Christ died for on the cross to provide us forgiveness. And it's when we can make that decision to accept Christ as our personal savior that we really and like fully accept him, not just like a church on Sunday kind of accept him, but like really accept him as our savior. That's when we make the decision to accept him as our personal savior. And we know that he, that genuine love that he has for us can flow through us to other people. And that's kind of where um, I want to pull some things from the notes of our sermon the other day was uh, yesterday was that, you know, forgiveness is stopping feeling resentment towards the person that wronged us. Right. So that's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is stopping feeling resentment for the towards the person that wronged us. And it's not about them. It's not, it's not about, uh, it's more about us than it is about them. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness flows from God, goes from this path from God's here. It flows to us. And then through us, it flows to other people. And I would also say the same thing about love. Love flows from God to us and from us, it should flow to other people. But oftentimes we are the stopping point. We close those gates of love to other people because of, of things that have been 
that they have done or that we don't like or other things of those natures. And so we close off that, that flow of love to other people. And when you close the, the flow of love, you're you're closing it to everything. You can't open the one gate and let it flow over here and then close it on, on another side. It has to be completely open or completely closed. And so forgiveness flows from God to, to us and to others. And same with love. Some misunderstanding. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because Geico gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's going to be a nail biter. Nope. The Geico team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. Geico is awesome, baby, with a capital A. Geico, great service without all the drama about forgiveness is that it's letting people off the hook. Um, no, it's not even the case. When you let someone off the hook, that means you're just you're just letting it happen again or there's no responsibility to it. But forgiveness is not letting people off the hook. In fact, it's letting yourself off the hook. It's taking the pain away from you and putting it aside and living, continuing to live your life. We can't continue to always carry all of the burdens on ourselves. We can't continue to always hold all of that stuff inside of us because we get weighted down and we get burdened and we feel bad about ourselves because we have all this guilt and all of this yuck on us, but if we can let go of it, we feel so much more free. Now, another misconception is waiting, not waiting for an apology or an admission. I have had this experience in my life where I have waited for someone for a very long time, like 20-ish years for this person to apologize, for this person to change his ways, for this person to um, you know, recognize the fact that he's put pain in the world. But he's not ever going to do that. And so what I had to do was forgive him and let it go. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I, I think what he's done is okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that um, I, I'm, I'm okay with the things that the way he is or the, what he's even continuing to do. It just means that I'm not holding on to the pain anymore. I've passed it off back to him and I don't have to hold on to it, which opens my hands, which opens my heart, which opens my mind to positive energy and good things happening. I'm not caring around that stuff anymore. And it's so freeing. And by no means am I great at this still. Like I still am broken and I still hold grudges and I still have the issues. But um, you know, that big huge weight is off of me. And I'm getting better at forgiving. And when I can remember things like it's not letting that person off the hook and it's not an apology, I'm not having to wait for an apology. And the third one is that forgiving is not forgetting. It's not the same thing as forgetting. You can still remember what happened, but not choose to participate in it anymore. You can, I can remember the things that have happened with this person and know that they have shaped me and look for the positive things that have come out of the whole situation versus holding on to the negative energy and not loving who I am because of that person things. And when you hold on to those things, you're actually giving them the power over you. We just had this conversation last night with my daughter. She was complaining that her brother was bringing up something that happened. They were both brushing their teeth. And when she spit her toothpaste out in the sink, he was reaching in and got toothpaste on her, on his hand. Okay, whatever. It happens, right? The real life moment here. But he was bringing it up all the time. Hattie spit on my hand. Hattie spit on my hand. And she was laying in bed sobbing that she, I already said, I'm sorry. I'm already said, I'm sorry. And you know what? If you can focus on what the truth is and understand that she already said she's sorry. So she's given that give up. She's given that up. She's, she's apologized. She's moved on, right? 
Jonah was the one that wasn't, wasn't letting it go. Um, and that was something we talked about with him too. Like forgive doesn't necessarily mean forget. It doesn't take him off the hook, but she did apologize and it was, it's something to move on from. And so forgiving is not forgetting. And that's super minor, but like forgiving is not forgetting. Um, it's just not the same, right? So like you can move on from a situation and look for the good things in a situation and not hold on to the negative. And so if you can, um, forgive and without, um, you know, agreeing that what they did was, it was okay. Like it's, it's painful, it's real life, but you can forgive them and decide that to remove that person from your life is fine. Um, you don't need an admission or apology. If you wait for them, you're carrying all of that burden on yourself and you'll forever be, um, have that in you. She talked about forgiveness was like, um, not forgiving someone was like holding that pain inside your heart. And then that, that pain or the, those negative thoughts become like an infection in you. And then you're kind of carrying around pus pockets in your heart and, um, how that could, that those, those infections can spread all over your body and you hold those infections inside of you. But when you forgive you, it's like taking the antibiotic where you're cleaning out the, those negative things and you're cleaning out the, the disease and you're letting yourself heal from the situation. And by doing and remembering, um, remembering instead of forgetting develops boundaries and you can create healthy boundaries with people when you remember the situation, but you're not holding on to the negative energy. So forgiveness is not optional. It's not an event and it's not earned. It's definitely something that you have in a relationship with yourself and with that person. And it's a process. It's definitely a process. And it's a process that we're always going through. And when you can become aware of the situation, then you're going to definitely have a better opportunity to forgive. But the most important thing is that we really come to life with a place of love. And that's where forgiveness comes from. Christ died on the cross to provide us forgiveness. He died on the cross to provide us with love. Because he loved us, he forgives us always. It is when we make the decision to accept him as our personal savior that we can fully know in genuine love that he has for us. The new life includes capacity to love as Christ loved us. And loving Jesus does not mean by our own will. We can only love like he loves when we are full of his unconditional love, which means we bring it in from God. We love it flow through us and go to other people. I hope today that this was helpful to you. I hope and pray that this was, um, brings light to things and that you can know that when you're called to love other people that you can, you can, and you just have to open up your heart and let go of the pain and let go of the things. And as Christians, it's our job to love other people. I feel like there's a, such a disconnect between religion and faith and what Jesus actually called us to do and what man has made as religion and rules. And if we just hold on to the simple truth that Jesus is love, God is love. And when love and forgiveness flow through them to us. We pass it on to other people and we live more like Christ. That's what true faith is. And that's what true, in my opinion, and that's what true um, living life with a Christ in heart and mind is. And I hope today that one of those things strikes you today and that it helps you and encourages you and that you are able to go out and rise up and live as your best self by letting go of the pain and letting go of the judgment and letting go of the things that don't serve you. Because when we live in those spaces, we are not being our, our up to our potential. We're not living as our optimal self. We're living as the negative and the pain and those things. So go forward and look for the positivity today. Look for the love today. How can you love other people and let go of the negative? All right, guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous week. And um, prayers and hearts go out to the entire Bryant family and anyone out there that is struggling today because it's not just them. They're in the limelight, but 
there are hundreds of thousands of people across the world that are in pain and suffering today. And I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I want you to know that you're not alone. And all you need to do is go to your knees and call on your father and he will give you grace and he will give you strength and he will help you get through the hard things. All right, guys, have a great day and I will see you back here next time.